Welcome to the Stories in the Cemetery podcast, where we discuss investigations, paranormal methods, and equipment. We're more than just a podcast, and if you've been on one of our interactive ghost hunting experiences in downtown Charleston, well, you already knew that. We also run a Spirit Box boot camp, have recently published our first paranormal workbook, and are constantly challenging and experimenting with new paranormal methods and technologies. We even created a scoring system to determine how active a paranormal investigation is after you're done investigating. We call it the SITSI scoring system. This podcast also has a blog post for each episode so that you, the listener, can see and interact with our investigations and studies into the paranormal. Let's get into today's episode and methodologies. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 45 of Stories in a Cemetery. So thanks so much for your patience with the next episode, as always. Of course, the interactive ghost hunting experiences definitely keep me very busy, and getting episodes out in a regular basis is not always ideal. Um, So no show notes except for one this week, so it's just something I want to address. Uh, And there was a review of the podcast And I would love to read it to you and then address it directly. Um, I I found it a little little comical. Uh, Hopefully you will too. Uh, From Tabby Cats, and that's with three Zs at the end of it. She gives the podcast four out of five stars. So first off, Tabby Cats, thank you so much for those four stars. I will gladly take them. Quote, unquote, the show is interesting. It's also very clever to claim this podcast will no longer be monetized through ads, but then give raving reviews about apps or equipment. Gotta get paid, but don't be sneaky about it. Just play the ads. And then, of course, there's the um, the crying smiley emoji um, laughing hysterically. And I just wanted to address this directly because I did, as of late, um, well, part of starting this year, uh, decide to go you know, ad-free, and simply talk about, you know, ghost hunting equipment, uh, obviously the ghost hunting um, experiences that I provide in Charleston, Um, but I don't, I just didn't feel right reading ads of products or services that weren't really relevant to ghost hunting um, or the paranormal. Um, So as far as, you know, some of my partners go um, in the podcasting world, you know, there are links to their podcasts on my website, and, you know, you know, and they're perfectly happy with me promoting their podcast that way. Um, they're shows that I either like or I've been a guest on or have been mentioned on um, or something like that. But if I happen to mention a product in the show, it's only because I actually use it, um, whether that's an app or a paranormal device. And if I say I use it, I've studied it um, and to make sure it's legitimacy, to give you the results, you the listener, so that way you can know uh, which products are, are actually worth the buy? Um, do I have a couple of affiliate links sprinkled into the show notes? Uh, I, I do. Um, I won't, you know, hide anything about that. They're affiliate links. They're pennies on the dollar. Um, so if there is any purchases being made, um, which are very few. Um, so first off, if you're one of those few, thank you. Um, but secondly, um, it's just, you know, something that I started, especially, you know, with the Ghost Stop and, and anything from Amazon. Um, but... I just wanted to kind of put that out there. First off, thanking Tabby Cats for her review, because not everybody leaves a review for the podcast. Um, but to also address, of, I'm not trying to be sneaky about anything. Um, I'm literally talking about products um, that I use and things that you guys all see on, on the TV shows. So just thought you would uh, want to hear it from, you know, 
me about how these you know products actually work. So without further ado, I'm going to say that we are going to be talking about the S-Box Ghost Scanner by Ghost Stop for this episode, and all samples played in this episode came from the recordings of this device. It is absolutely amazing, and you should all go buy one. So <laughs> with that, um, this episode will be ad-free. Of course, I'm going to you know drop a few lines about the interactive ghost hunting experiences here in Charleston um, that I host in, on a nightly basis. But I just wanted to put that out there, like there will be little intermission music for in-between sections, but that's only to help dissect um, and for to help you digest all of the terminology and everything that we're going to be talking about tonight uh, with the and different methods going from beginner, intermediate, and advanced methods of how to listen to a spirit box. This episode is for those newbie ghost hunters that recently purchased the spirit box or have never used one before. I'd like to put that disclaimer out there, especially with the beginner methods. Um, you know, I know we have a lot of uh, ghost hunters that listen to the show that have been doing this for a long time like me. And, you know, you there's some of these beginner methods. Um, you may learn something, you know, from them. Um, but if you want to go ahead and skip ahead to try to get to the more intermediate and advanced methods, by all means do so. Um, but I, I'm here to tell you, like, the beginning methods that I'm going to go over may not be something that you've actually learned before um, or have been taught before or have even thought of, like, hey, that could be a thing. So we use the beginning methods on the interactive ghost hunting experiences simply because, 98% of the people that come to see me on a regular basis um, are tourists looking for something fun to do and have never touched a spirit box before. So the interactive ghost hunting experience, in case you don't know, uh, that's the revolutionary ghost tour where I take you ghost hunting um, and you get to use all of my equipment. Um, the cool thing is, is I then give you all of the recordings uh, back for review after I've kind of spot checked them. Um, and in, that includes any spirit box recordings, which is obviously done by the S-Box by Ghost Stop. So in this beginning part of the show, I also wanted to cover the terminology to make sure we're all on the same page. So this is going to be uh, kind of another, I hate to say lecture, kind of like how we went through with all of the, uh, the full moon phases and, and all of those things. Um, but this, this may be a lengthy episode, not entirely sure yet and how it's going to play out because you know I don't script everything. I just write a bunch of notes and then uh, I just get to talking. So terminology, first off, spirit box. What exactly is that? It's a radio sweeping device that is used for communicating with spirit. The white noise is the medium for spirits to use and communicate. Next term, Faraday box. This is a metallic lined case or box used for reflecting any radio chatter to come through a spirit box thus only giving white noise as the medium. So it basically eliminates uh, any reception coming into the spirit box. The next phrase, well, the next term is a phrase, uh, ratio of accuracy. The measurement used based on the sweeping speed and relevant information obtained during a spirit box session. The ratio of accuracy goes up when the spirit box is sped up, but less voices, words, or sounds are heard. This will be further explained as we move through each method mentioned in this episode. So just kind of recap that one for just a quick second. It's the measurement used based on the sweeping speed and relevant information obtained during the spirit box session. Next term, disembodied voice. This is a voice that is heard that can be proven that it was not radio chatter coming through a spirit box. Take note that a disembodied voice is best caught through a recording of a spirit box so it can be analyzed or through a digital voice recorder. So obviously with a digital voice recorder and there's no radios playing, you can obviously prove that there was no radio chatter because there was no radio coming through a digital voice recorder. And what exactly is radio chatter? Let's define it. 
So those are voices coming through a spirit box that can be identified as a DJ, a song lyric, or a commercial advertisement. So you'll hear me say those three things quite a bit. Uh, DJ, song lyric, or commercial ad, you know, just coming through on a spirit box. So with that, let's take a quick little two-second jingle break, and let's get into the beginner methods. So now that we've gotten the terminology out of the way, let's, let's just start using it. So uh, we're going to go right into the beginner method. Um, and of course, these sections of uh, the podcast episode uh, this month will actually be segmented so that way they can be digested a little bit easier. So beginner methods. So if you have an S-Box, uh, that's the Ghost Scanner by uh, Ghostop, uh, we're going to start with the sweeping speed of one. I know that this sounds a little unorthodox, but hear me out. By the way, this speed of 1 is equivalent to a 350 MS on the SP7 or SP7T models uh, from the uh, TV shows that you normally see. So most of my folks, uh, if, I've, if somebody you know, offers the information that they already have a spirit box, um, I ask them what they have. They normally have it with them. It's normally an SP7 or an SP7T because that's what they're familiar with. It's what's on the TV shows. The reason why I love to use the S-Box so much is that it records. That's the wonderful feature about it. Um, and it doesn't matter how the volume is set, by the way, um, you can mess with the volume all you want to all night long. Um, and, and it will record nice and even Steven. That's what I love about it so much. So on this speed of one radio chatter is going to come through. So remember radio chatter is song lyrics, DJs, and commercials. So these, these are the things that we're going to hear. This is exactly what I start my folks on with the interactive ghost hunting experience. Again, remember these folks have never done this before and I need them to start getting familiar with how the voices are going to come through and something that's familiar. So when something is unfamiliar, um, it stands out actually a little bit more. Using a sweeping speed of one, this is also going to give us a low ratio of accuracy. So there are going to be dozens of things heard while listening in this slow sweeping speed, uh, most of which are going to be irrelevant. Um, and again, I know that sounds counterproductive, but when you have a giant grab bag um, of things to sift through and you are looking for the things that might be relevant to your space, you may actually learn a thing or two. Um, so, and when I say there's going to be dozens of things, those are going to be song lyrics, DJs, and commercials. Um, I do tell my guests to listen to the song lyrics, DJs, and commercials and tell me what they're saying. Um, for those of you that have already been on the experience, it's probably, uh, you know, pretty familiar for me to say, you know, if you hear Go Buy a Toyota or Welcome to Charleston from a song lyric or a DJ or a commercial for that matter, um, I want you to tell me that you heard Go Buy a Toyota and Welcome to Charleston. Reason being is a Toyota, apart for that particular, you know, make of vehicle, may have been made by a person that haunts that space. So here's a few recommendations for the beginner method. So let's say this is the first time you've sat down with a spirit box and you're really not sure what to do, but you put it on the fastest speed and you just want to be just like the, the people you see on TV that we all admire. I'm going to actually highly recommend you don't do that. We start off with the beginner methods on purpose to, again, to get your ears familiar with how to listen to a spirit box. So the recommendation is that I always say, you know, try it for 15 minutes, grab a pen and paper, uh, notepad, notebook, and you're going to make a list of all the voices that are heard. Um, I want you to also take note that the gender does not matter. I want you to think of your spirit box at this point as kind of like Bumblebee from Transformers. Bumblebee did not have a voice. 
He is simply talking to the characters in the movie through the radio. This is the same type of principle. So gender doesn't matter. Um, so I do want you to write down all of that DJ song lyric and commercial chatter that you're hearing, um, but do this for 15 minutes with earbuds in, something of quality. Um, I know I hand out very uh, inexpensive uh you know, earbuds during the interactive ghost hunting experiences, but I do have to buy these in bulk. So um, try something with that you're already familiar with, a set of AirPods or, or whatever it is that you use. And then I want you to take a look at the length of that list, and then I want you to go through it. So if you're in a, in a haunted location and you feel like something is, you know, going on inside of your home, or if you're in a, in a proven paranormal place, I want you to put a star or highlight all the terms that are going to be relevant to your alleged space. For example, if you hear... A simple DJ commercial coming through that says listen to 93 rock and you hear 93 in the word rock if somebody was born or died in 1793 we might actually have some type of connection and I make that type of example because I say may have a type of connection because I normally look for some secondary clue to be able to verify that 93 we might have the word uh, February show up, and it's not exactly February in the current time. So if you hear the word February and 93, something might be going on in February of 93, whether it be 1718 or 1993. So hopefully you can start to see where some of these connections could be made at this point, but just know like some of these things might be a stretch. Look for the direct message and look to see what things could be connected. Once you kind of highlight or star all of the terms that are relevant that you know of to your alleged haunted space, I want you to take your highlighted terms and divide that number by the total number of terms on the entire list. For example, one relevant term out of 10 on your sheet of paper would be a 10% ratio of accuracy. So this is how we kind of determine uh, the ratio of accuracy from that session based on the speed and how many terms were actually heard that came out of that particular session. So just to kind of recap, um, these are beginner methods. And again, if you've used the spirit box before and you feel like you're pretty experienced um, and, you know, on your TV shows, they're always going to point out like, well, I think that was radio. I think that was radio. Well, I'm a person that doesn't believe in coincidences. So why would I hear the month of February and the number 93? I kind of look at those as like, there might be four or five terms in between those two. But I kind of look at them as a whole and say, hey, hang on, there might actually be a connection here. And then it's called research, folks. You dive in, you see what's going on with your space and what terms could be relevant to the person that might be haunting the place or somebody that's related to the person that's haunting that space. So recap, do this in short bursts. 15 minutes is plenty for you to get used to your spirit box. Um, listening to white noise and radio chatter um, coming through at a, at a quick pace is can be a little hard on the ears at first, especially if you're using quality earphones or earbuds. Make a list of all the voices that you hear, song lyrics, DJs, commercials, any disembodied voices, any odd things that stand out. Take a highlighter or just mark all of the terms that you feel are relevant to your specific haunted space. And then divide that number by the total number of terms and that'll give you a ratio of accuracy. So why is that ratio of accuracy so important and I keep bringing it up? You're gonna notice that your ratio of accuracy actually goes up with those faster speeds and that's why those are more advanced levels. So what you're actually hearing has a higher ratio of being accurate to your space instead of the very long list that's in front of you after 15 minutes of listening on speed one or at a 350 millisecond speed on an SB7. I do want to play you a very short 10 second audio clip 
of what this speed actually sounds like. So this is a recording from an S-Box and just keep in mind that it is equivalent to a 350 MS on your SB7 or SB7T. Let's move into intermediate methods. Now that you have a very good gist of how this is going to be moving forward, uh, the intermediate methods are, are pretty simple. So this would be sweeping speeds 2 and 3 on the S-Box, um, and they're equivalent to the speeds of 250 MS and 150 MS on the SB7 and SB7T models. So with the speed of 2 and 3, you're still going to capture radio chatter coming through. So again, DJ song lyrics commercials. Um, you're you're going to catch those in between, and that's okay. If you hear and make out what they say, write it down. Um, you're going to be making a separate list for each of the sweeping speeds as you move through them, so that way you can kind of see and compare one to the next. I'm still going to recommend that you keep your time frame for listening to these sweeps to 15 minutes max, um, but if you're going to do this as a comparison between all four speeds, um, that I'm going to be covering here on this episode. Um, just make sure that all of your uh, time frames for each one are equivalent. So if you're going to go 15 minutes, make them all 15 minutes. If you're going to go 10 minutes, make them all 10 minutes. You're getting the point. Again, take note of any and all terms that may have relevance to your alleged haunted space. You know, highlight them, star them, do whatever it is that you do to take notes. Um, your ratio of accuracy with these speeds should go up as you move through each list. But I do want to point out that each list will be getting shorter as you move faster through all of these particular speeds. So two should be shorter than one, and then three should be shorter than two, and then obviously once we get to the fourth and the Faraday methods, um, you're definitely going to see like minimal activity coming out of these things, but if you only have one term, then that one term is more likely to be accurate than hearing 50 terms and only 10 of them were accurate. So very simple point. And I am going to say, like, going through the two and three is just like the one. So uh, just a quick little refresh. So you're going to hear radio chatter. If you can make out what it says, write it down. Um, by this point, when you're going through the third level of speed on here, you should, because it's going to keep getting faster and faster, you should be able to identify anything that kind of stands out to you. Um, and if it doesn't sound like radio chatter, um, you more than likely have caught an actual disembodied voice, depending on where you're at um, and what kind of... Uh, frequency and reception that you have for actual FM or AM frequencies coming through your spirit box. Make a separate list for each speed. Can't point that out enough. I want you to see the comparison on each um, particular speed as you're moving through it um, and take note, highlight, star, whatever you got to do to make sure you can get a count on how many terms may be relevant to your uh, alleged haunting. Um, and then, of course, do, do the math. So take that number of terms that are relevant and divide it by how many terms you have in total, and that'll give you a ratio of accuracy as far as a percentage go. So here are the two sound clips um, for two and three. I'm only going to play five seconds on two and five seconds on three, and then we'll go into the more advanced methods. Okay, so hopefully by now you're, you're really getting the gist of how to listen to this. 
and going through each one. If you're listening to this episode as a whole, super great. Take all the notes, soak it all in, be the sponge, and then go back and follow these methods later on. But we're going to be moving on into the more advanced methods, and that is listening on the sweeping speed of four. Um, And then, of course, uh, we'll be talking about the Faraday box, which is the next level after that. We're still going to call that an advanced method. So um, sweeping speed of four on the S-Box is going to be equivalent to a 50 on MS on an SB7. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. So on your TV shows, you normally hear that that very annoying white noise just kind of blinking through things. And this should be at the level that you're at now with the, the setting of four or at the lowest setting on your SB7. So you should be getting trained on how to listen for voices and what radio chatter actually sounds like, especially as you're moving through it. Um, that's obviously going through from the beginner methods into the intermediate exercises that I've already, you know, previously forementioned. Uh, there's a reason why you should go through those things before you start right into four and going to the fastest sweep possible. I'll be honest. Most people that tell me that they have a spirit box and I ask them or show them the beginner method, they say, I would have never thought to use radio chatter as a message system. So they go straight to number four or the fastest sweep possible because that's the way they do it on TV. Well, the guys on TV are, are professionals. They, they, they've been doing this for a long time and have probably trained their ears over time to get used to what that white noise sounds like on different speeds. So therefore, they can identify voices as radio chatter and or a disembodied voice. Using a Faraday box is going to guarantee that voices heard are not radio chatter. I'm going to point that out yet again. So your ratio of accuracy, if using one of these handy little accessories, is going to be 100%. So I will tell you that finding just one EVP, so that's electronic voice phenomenon, disembodied voice, is still a phenomenal catch. So if you only hear one voice coming through on something, this actually just happened. I was investigating um, you know, a, a client's house and only one little tiny voice came through, but I knew it was in a Faraday box. So I knew, therefore, that that one little tiny voice that did come through was not radio chatter coming up. I'm also going to be discussing a little bit about um, using an ANC. That's an adjustable noise control. I guess going back to uh, sweeping speed of four, um, do the same thing you've been doing with uh, one, two, and three. Make your list. Highlight the items that you feel are relevant to the space of what you know. Um, and kind of take note of other things that you may need to research. And then, of course, do your division. But at this point, by using the sweeping speed of four uh, or a Faraday box, you could see your list getting shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. ANC, adjustable noise control. This is a wonderful feature. I love this feature. This is available on the SB11. Sorry, I forgot to mention that I was going to be talking about the SB11. Uh, this is a massive upgrade uh, from the SB7. So it's a, it's a pretty large box, but it uses both FM and AM frequencies simultaneously, which is wonderful. Uh, unfortunately, the only downfall that I find for this is that it does not use an earbud to where you can use both channels at the same time. You can use earbuds, but you're only going to get FM or AM uh, singly. So kind of take that into stride before you start using one of these. But they do make an adjustable noise control attachment, which I use on an SP7T model. Uh, Comes in super handy. You can plug a set of earbuds in right into the little, it almost looks like a backpack if you attach it to the back of your SP7, and you can use it that way. So what what exactly does this do? This actually attempts to take out the white noise that's coming through on your spirit box. So if you're using the fastest speed and you're not in a Faraday box, you don't have one, and you're on level four of an S box or you're on, you know, the slowest speed of an SB7 or T, then 
get an adjustable noise control so that way when you are listening to it, it is more likely going to be a disembodied voice when it does come through. This little gadget is wonderful. However, it can be hard on the ears for first time users. When I say hard on the ears, this comes through in short bursts and doesn't always come through as just a voice. You may get just a burst of, of white noise or static coming through, um, which again, this can be very hard on the ears if you're not expecting it. Um, if you're using an earbud, you know, you can, I could see my guests kind of like even doing jumps with it, even on the slow speeds that I'm using and training them on for an SB7. I love using the uh, ANC on the SB11 and the ANC attachment that I put on the SB7 attachment on the back. But the only other downfall that I found is that neither one of these devices record, uh, which is why I still prefer to use the S-Box. Because um, quite honestly, even if I'm in a haunted location, I can put it on mute, throw it in my pocket, and listen to it later. And that's the beauty of it. Using an adjustable noise control attachment or a device that already has it built in is definitely going to be an advanced method uh, versus using, you know, just straight white noise, you know, levels one through four on an S-Box or going through 350 MS all the way down to 50 on an SB7. So before you start using an adjustable noise control, I'm going to highly recommend um, that you get used to all four of those speeds um, and then start using a Faraday box and then start moving into your adjustable noise control because it is a different feature altogether. I will tell you that the folks that I have used one of these with, um, other investigators, they all use it a little bit differently. But let's face it, we all use spirit boxes differently as I'm kind of showing you through this episode. Going through these advanced levels, like right out of the gate, you're gonna get frustrated, which is why I always recommend that you start off with the beginner and move your way through to all of these advanced methods that I just talked about. So that's the Faraday box, the fastest sweeps possible on your device, and then of course, moving into the adjustable noise control. Going through these is going to help train your ears. By this point, you've probably spent over an hour if you followed all the steps and going into 15 minute increments of learning how to listen to your spirit box. I still don't feel like that's enough training, but it's a great start. So if you go through all of those in a 15-minute training course for each level and you do this once, twice a week before your investigation, you'll definitely be ready for, you know, when you're with your team and you're ready to listen to a spirit box in real time and you want to put it on the fastest speed possible and possibly use a Faraday box so that way you can identify any truly disembodied voices that are coming through. I'm always going to recommend to any new investigator to train their ears on a spirit box before diving into the fastest sweep possible because that's what is shown on television. Regardless of my opinion of the television shows, I'm going to ask that those of you at home respect the craft and know that your idolized TV show stars started somewhere to train their ears on how to listen to a spirit box. It may seem silly and or ridiculous to listen to radio chatter for messaging from the spirit world, but conducting investigations on a nightly basis with this method, teaching tourists and locals how to listen, I have yet to have an investigation where a very distinctive message did not come through. The method may not be as effective for an, an experienced investigator, but it is more effective for the newbie investigator. To see the difference of all four sweeping speeds at the end of this episode, I'm going to leave a clip of all four sweeping speeds for five seconds each and then it will play twice. And the reason why I'm doing that is because again, I'm training your ears just by listening to this episode. It's gonna go from one, two, three, four, and then back to one. 
pay attention, please, to the transition from four to one so you can truly see the difference of how fast this moves and what you need to train your ears with at the beginning. As always, I'm going to thank you for subscribing to uh, the Stories in a Cemetery podcast and being very patient with the episodes that are coming out. I will tell you that I am planning a lot more of these kind of studies and a lot of how-tos with specific type of devices and things that, of course, that I learn along the way um, by using the tools with my guests on the interactive ghost hunting experiences. And I still continue to plan to be ad-free on this podcast moving forward. So if you are going to dive into any of the products from here, I am not going to be leaving any affiliate links. I would just recommend you go to ghoststop.com. They recently moved and they have a new headquarters and it's very interesting and unique. And hopefully one day I get to visit and collaborate with that team over there that makes a lot of the devices that I already use. So again, thank you for listening. And here are the four sweeping speeds that we talked about. And yes, all of these are going to be coming from a recording from an S-Box made by GoStop. Thanks, guys.